Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Guess who just got back today? The wild-eyed boys that have been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are crazy. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to week seven of the Believe in San Diego State football podcast, exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. And the boys were back in town. That's right. The Aztecs came home after a week in Colorado, came in, took on the Wyoming Cowboys, defended their home turf, won 26-22, and the straight just ground and pound. Great Mountain West showdown. Two of the best teams in the Mountain West just going head-to-head as the Aztecs came out victorious, 26-22 with the second-half comeback. Just a great game for the Aztecs. We're going to get deep into this, talk a little statistics, more of the good stuff going on, how Wyoming started off hot in the first quarter, second quarter. Aztecs, you know, didn't quite get going in the offense in the first half, but guess what? After halftime, it was a different story. Story of two halves, great, great overall Overall win for the Aztecs, one of their second in a row, undefeated since the bye week two weeks ago. Second Mountain West Conference victory. Aztecs are just trending right, going the right way, and it's great to be an Aztec right now. Big game coming up next week. We got headed to, on the road again, you know, heading to San Jose State up north. That should be a tough battle, so we'll get more into that later. But uh, just first off, 26-22, your Aztecs defeated the Wyoming Cowboys and now are 5-1, and 2-1 and one in the conference play, first place in the West Division of the Mountain West Conference, your Aztecs. That's right, guys. We'll just do a quick little recap for everyone, you know, uh, before we really take a deep dive looking at the stats. So Ryan Agnew, our senior leader at quarterback, he ended up throwing two touchdowns, including the 12-yard game-winning pass with about two minutes left to play in the fourth to Daniel Bellinger, the tight end, and ended up winning 26-22. But um, in the first half, you know, not much offense for the Aztecs. They moved the ball here or there, not too much. Only got two field goals from the redshirt freshman, Matt Ariza. But um, the defense really came to play first quarter. They were to shut out the Wyoming Cowboys. It was kind of just your back and forth, just tough defensive play in that first quarter. But then Wyoming was able to get a couple good drives going together in the second quarter. Couple missed tackles here and there from the Aztecs, which led to big plays for Wyoming. And if you remember from last week, we talked about their quarterback, Stephen Chambers. This guy, he's, he's more of like one of those uh, option quarterbacks. This guy can run and he can throw, but he's more of a runner. He's also the Wyoming Cowboys' leading rusher on the season. And uh, he ended up getting two first half rushing touchdowns, both from the one yard line. And, you know, it was just a game fought in the trenches. Stephen Chambers, those two. First half rushing touchdowns, and uh, the Wyoming Cowboys went into the locker room up 14 to 6. But uh, big coming out of the second half, you know, the Aztecs really, they did what they have been doing all year. They're coming out strong in the second half, which has just been great. They're able to three and out the opposing team like they have the last couple weeks. And then on the very first possession of the second half for the Aztecs, they drove all the way down. I believe it was a 12 play. 69-yard drive, took about five minutes off the clock. Ryan Agnew hitting a couple big plays at Jesse Matthews. Uh, wide receiver also uh, one to Kobe Smith here or there. 
Also, Juwan Washington, he was back. He wasn't 100%, but he definitely looked the most healthy. I've seen him all year. And uh, he was able to cap off that drive uh, from receiving a pass from Ryan Agnew for a 15-yard touchdown as the Aztecs just trailed the Wyoming Cowboys by 1.14-13. I felt a little deja vu for the next couple possessions because guess what? The Cowboys on their second possession did exactly what they did on the first possession of the second half. Three and out, Aztecs defense did a great job. Wyoming punted the ball. Aztecs got it back. And guess what? Another little deja vu. This time, the Aztecs were able to do exactly what they did with their first possession. They went down, scored a touchdown. But this time, a little different. Instead of a Agnew to Washington touchdown catch, it was a Jawan Washington 10-yard touchdown run. They went for two to try to go up by one full score, but they weren't able to get it as the Aztecs take the lead 19-14 to for the first time in the game. A couple possessions later, the Cowboys got the ball back with about 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter as Sean Chambers was able to lead a drive for the Cowboys. I believe it was a 10-play, 79-yard drive, went all the way down, scored a 19-yard touchdown pass from Chambers to Raghib Ishmael for a 19-yard score as the Wyoming Cowboys take the lead back 22-19. to Aztecs get the ball back with about 6.49 left on the clock. And guys, this has been the drive of the year, in my opinion, for the Aztecs and for Ryan Agner, the quarterback as well. He drove the team on a nine-play, 76-yard drive all the way down to score the go-ahead touchdown. But there's a couple plays in this where Ryan Agner was just throwing dimes. Some of the best throws all year. On third and six, he hit Daniel Bellinger on a beautiful 28-yard pass down the sidelines. They just dropped it right in the breadbasket. And, and uh, Bellinger made just a great catch. And then with about 2.06 left in the game, they were on Wyoming's 12-yard line, and Agnew was rolling around right, rolling left. Agnew just trying to make something happen. And then he's going left, looked like he may just pick up a couple yards, live to play another down. But then he throws it across his body, a cardinal sin. And I was watching, I was like, oh, God, here comes a pick. The game's over. But then hits Daniel Bellinger for the touchdown, the go-ahead score, the Aztecs go up 26-22, and it was just an incredible play by Ryan Agnew. Uh, you know, I'm sure they didn't draw it up like that, but guess what? It worked. It was awesome. The Aztecs were up four, but the game was not over yet. The Cowboys got the ball back with about two minutes left, and they had a chance to go down, try to get that touchdown. Uh, they threw a couple incomplete passes. They actually converted a fourth down as Chambers completed to Ishmael again for a 15-yard play on 4th and 10. But then Sean Chambers tried to go deep. But guess what? Guess who said, no, no, no. Luke Barku with the huge pick. Number 5 on the year. Second place in all of Division One football in interceptions as he was able to get that ball back to the Aztec offense. But there was still a minute 20 on the clock for the Aztecs, and the Wyoming Cowboys still had all three of their timeouts. So they knew. They won to clinch this game. Not don't give Sean Chambers another chance. They need to get pick up at least one first down. So they ran the ball a couple times on second and eight. Juwan Washington actually lost a yard. Third and nine. This was the call of the season for me. Jeff Horton, the offense coordinator, called a naked bootleg for Ryan Agnew as he rolled out to his left, eleven yards on third and nine. Picked up the first down and slid down for the win. Aztecs were able to just run the rest of the clock out, pull out a huge Mountain West Conference victory against the Wyoming Cowboys, a very, very good team, 26 
to 22. That was game, and the Aztecs came out victorious, defending the home court. Beautiful, beautiful job by the Aztecs. Offense, defense, and special teams, complete game for the Aztecs. Now let's take a dive into the individual statistics of this game for both sides of the ball. We're going to start off with our quarterback, Ryan Agner, the senior. You know, he didn't have his greatest statistical game of the season. He was 21 of 32 for 209 yards and two touchdowns, but no turnovers, which is always key. Agnew, you know, that last drive that he had of the game was probably the best I've seen him play. A couple of those passes were pretty impressive. He also had this, like, jump forward, like, little jump pass that I was like, what is he doing? But, hey, it gained about 18 yards, so I'm all for it. Also, a big thing about Ryan Agnew this time, he used his legs. He actually carried the ball nine times for 42 yards, about 4.7 yards per carry, and had that naked boot for the 11-yard clincher, which was awesome. So Agnew, just a great overall game. You know, had a really slow first half, but he came to play in the second, and he he made some big plays that helped won the game, win the game. So just a great job by Agnew. Sean Chambers, we kept him in check. He's not really a passer. He's more of a runner. He only threw the ball 14 times, five completions out of 14, 109 yards, one touchdown, and one interception for Sean Chambers. He was a little bit below his average, so that's always good. Uh, as for the running game, we talked about Agnew's uh, legs, nine carries for 42 yards. But our leading rusher, Jawan Washington, back and looking the most healthy I've seen him all season as he was able to uh, carry the ball 23 times for 84 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown, it looked like he had his speed almost all the way back. He was able to beat the defender to the pylon and score a 10-yard touchdown. Just great job for Juwan Washington in the run game and also in the receiving game because he's not only a threat on the ground, he's also a threat through the air. Just a hard guy to cover out of the backfield. He added four catches for 28 yards and also a touchdown in the third quarter. And Juwan Washington, he had a total of 27 carries for 112 scrimmage yards and two touchdowns, averaging a little over four yards per touch. That's a great job. Good to have Juwan back because he is a game changer when he's on the field, and it's just nice to see him back and almost full force. Can't wait to see his improvement to next week as well. As for the Cowboy rushers, you know, big key coming into this game was try to stop their rushing attack. Wyoming Cowboys, one of the top teams in the Mountain West in running the football. They average about 240 yards per game, you know. We kept them in check. They only, as a team, rushed for 39 times for 157 yards, did get those two one-yard touchdowns by quarterback Sean Chambers. But, you know, in my book, that's a win. Kept him almost 100 yards below average, and the Essex defense really came to play. And uh, a couple of those big runs, I think they had a 26-yard run and about a 21-yard run. And those are really – the reason they had those big runs was because we uh, we missed a couple tackles early, but, uh, you know, they came to play, kept them below their average. That's all you can really ask for because Wyoming – is a very good running team. So good job by the Aztecs defense there. Now for the Aztecs receivers, we didn't really have anybody really stand out with a huge game, but there were some big catches. Uh, Agnew really spread the ball around well. He had seven different targets. Um, the, the receiver that made some great catches, picking up everything that Agnew was throwing at him was Jesse Matthews. He had six catches for 73 yards and had a nice 25-yard catch. Daniel Bellinger, he had the two catches for 40 yards, but and that one touchdown, but his two catchers were the two biggest catches of the game. 
a huge third down conversion on the final possession of the game for the Aztecs and the game-winning touchdown. So Kobe Smith, a name that we talked about because he's been great this year, he was kept quiet a little bit, but they did have one of their better corners on him. So Kobe Smith had five catches for 39 yards. Now taking a look at the Aztecs tenacious D, you know, this was just a great team defense performance. As you knew, it was going to be a challenge as the Wyoming Cowboys really like the ground and pound the ball. So it was just a great overall performance. No huge standouts, but the leading tackler of the game, safety Dwayne Johnson Jr., eight total tackles for solo, broke up a pass. Miles Cheatham came in big with the sack. Cameron Thomas was getting double teams, but splitting them really good, stopping the run. Also, of course, you can never mention the Aztecs' tenacious defense without the senior leader, Kahave Tazino. It may not always show it in the stat line, uh, his impact on the game, but I guarantee you he brings an impact each and every day. He had six tackles, two solo. Just a great overall performance by the Essex defense. Also, I mentioned in the recap earlier, Luke Barku, the safety, with his fifth interception on the year that really helped seal this Aztecs victory. Great, great job. Great team job by the defense as a whole as they were able to hold that Wyoming rushing attack to just 150 yards, about 100 yards lower than their average. Now taking a look at the team statistics and the three focal points I always do every week, the three team stats I really like to look at. If you get two of the three, your percentage of the chances of winning go up. If you get three of the three, it's a very good chance you're going to win the game. The first set, I always look at total yardage. You can't really score points without moving the ball. And in this game, the Aztecs did a great job. 329 total yards to Wyoming's 266. Check mark win for the Aztecs right there. My second team statistic I always look at is a turnover battle. Did you win the turnover battle? And the Aztecs did. Plus two in that margin with the interception. They also recovered a fumble on a punt by Wyoming. And guess what? Aztecs again. Didn't turn the ball over. Great job protecting the ball. Check mark win for the Aztecs. The final thing I always like to look at for the team is possession, T.O.P. You know, you can't score if you don't have the ball. And uh, the Aztecs were able to continue their season dominance of time of possession as they held the ball for 33 minutes and 23 seconds compared to the Wyoming Cowboys' 26 minutes and 37 seconds. And that's three check marks in the right team stat column. And guess what? That equals the fifth win for the Aztecs as I like to say it again, 26-22 Aztecs over the Wyoming Cowboys. With week seven over and done with, it's now time to move on to week eight. We're headed to San Jose up north to take on the Spartans. The Spartans currently are 3-3 three and three overall with a 1-2 and two record in the conference, but these aren't the same Spartans that we're used to. You know, the Spartans have kind of been the bottom feeder of the Mountain West for the past five or six years, but you know, they're a lot different now. They're, they're a dangerous team. They have an offense that can move the ball, led by senior quarterback Josh Love. Don't get confused by Jordan Love by Utah State. But yes, there's another Love in the Mountain West, and this one's Josh. He's actually a senior from Mission Viejo, California, six foot two. This guy has been lighting up the stat board. He has three games of 400 or more yards, and he's coming off back-to-back 400-yard performances against New Mexico a couple weeks ago. He uh, lost a heartbreaker last week at Nevada, conference game 41-38, to but uh, he went 23-45 of for 405 yards and three touchdowns and one interception. So this guy likes to throw the ball. So our secondary 
is really going to have a, have a good challenge this week because Josh Love can throw the ball over all over the field. So really need to pressure him, make him throw some mistakes would be real nice. But uh, the Spartans as a team, their passing yards average 326 per game, which actually ranks them ninth in college football. Very impressive statistic. And Josh Love, he is the conductor of the orchestra. So we're really going to have to be able to slow him down because he's just having his best year ever as a senior, as he has just been insane this year, throwing for 1,823 yards, 10 touchdowns, and only two interceptions on the year. This kid is looking great. So hopefully Tazino and the other front seven guys can really rush him, make him throw up some passes. And uh, hey, we got Luke Barku. This guy's gotten five interceptions on the year. Hopefully we can get number six. Hey, maybe number seven. The matchup to watch in this game is going to be Josh Love versus the Aztecs tenacious secondary led by Luke Barku. One key statistic that I believe the Aztecs can take advantage of on the offensive side is in the run game. The San Jose Spartans as a team, they give up about 217 yards on the ground per game. And I feel this fits right into the Aztec strength. We got Jawan Washington coming off his best game of the season, looking healthy against the San Jose State run defense that likes to give up over 200 yards. I feel that could be a key thing for the Aztecs to do. Run the ball well, possess the ball, and keep that ball away from Josh Love on the other side. So the most points the Aztecs have scored this season so far was 31 points at New Mexico State. My prediction for this game, I believe this will be the Aztecs' highest scoring game of the season, where they're going to build at least 35 points. It's my prediction. And uh, as for stat-wise, I'm going Jawan Washington. He's going to have, wait for it, 200-plus scrimmage yards. That's receiving and rushing. I, I bet about 150 on the ground, 50 in the air. So there you go. You heard it first. That's 35 points from that Aztecs offense, led by Juwan Washington's 200 scrimmage yards. There we go as the Aztecs take in win number six overall, win number three, and then they have another road game after that at UNLV. But, you know, that's a couple weeks down the road. Let's not worry about that. Let's worry about San Jose State Spartans in San Jose. Josh Love, tough guy to stop, but guess what? If anyone can do it, Tazino and that defense is going to make it happen. And, uh, you know, that's about all I got for you for this week seven edition of the Believe in San Diego State Football Podcast, exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. Remember, always go and check us out on all the different platforms, your iTunes, Spotify, Luminaire, at Believe Podcast on Instagram, at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V, Believe. That's right. I'm your host, Ryan Poole, saying I believe that we will win, and I can't wait for a couple weeks where our boys will be back in town and defend that home ground. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.